Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is another episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. And we have yet another lady boss with us on today's episode. As you know, we are committed to sharing the stories and telling the tales of the industry professionals, the folks who are pushing this incredible industry forward, making it possible for you guys to have access to the best brands and products that are available on the marketplace. If you are looking for brands you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you are a budding entrepreneur and you need help navigating your way through this incredibly challenging but amazing industry, check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. In today's episode, we are going to be speaking to the founder of the first... CBD store in Texas. Tejas is not a friendly landscape to cannabis and hemp, but somehow this lady boss has navigated her way through. She is unique in the sense that she is not in this business for financial gain, but to make a difference in her family and her community. Um, She's doing this because she believes that everyone's health can benefit from and should be benefiting from cannabis and hemp. She was born and raised in Oregon, where cannabis is truly the culture and anyone helping Texas has access, uh, anyone helping Texas have access to cannabis is definitely a friend for her. In her mind, there's no such thing as competition. There are only comrades and collaborators. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Miss Chelsea DeVos. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very honored. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I'm super honored to have you on the show too. Love me a good lady boss. Tell me a little bit about your story. Intros can do you know all of the fun stuff, but it's nothing like from the horse's mouth directly. So tell me a little bit about your story and how you got into the business. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you said it that uh, I'm from Oregon. Cannabis is just kind of cultural. And uh, so that being said, I uh, was a graphic designer for a long time. I was not always in the cannabis industry. And I, uh, you know, I moved to Texas to spend time with my grandparents. Um, they were having health problems. And I just wanted to spend as much time as I could. So I moved here from Oregon, a very different environment, you know, I mean, geographically, economically, it's just a very different world living in Texas. But I was able to really, you know, excel in graphic design. I was able to leave that career and be a caregiver for them for many years. And then, you know, after they passed away, I was actually looking into moving back to Oregon. But at the time, you know, I, I didn't have a plan. So right around that, that time, I actually met a founder of a very, a very, very uh, excellent and successful CBD company locally. 
And he was kind of like my Sherpa, you know, he, uh, I'd gone to the cannabis convention in Fort Worth in 2016. They had the first ever, you know, cannabis conference. I can believe they had it in Fort Worth and all places, but yeah, <laughs> you know, so I went there and it was just like, it was kind of like Alice in Wonderland. I mean, they just said this, you know, this one will wake you up and this one will put you to sleep. And I'd ask them why, you know, what, what were the reasons that these CBD oils and, and, and vaping and all, what, why was the CBD having this effect? No one could answer any of my questions. So I finally met a guy that could, and he introduced, you know, he showed me lab reports, the things you should look for, what the efficacy should be, what the quality should be. You know, he taught me difference in distillate versus, you know, just raw extracts. And so once I got very educated in CBD and I had access to really high quality CBD, the, the sky was the limit. And But now to start a business, I mean, I had no capital. However, I really believed in this guy and his quality was insane. But I told him, I was like, bro, it looks like you made this label in your garage. And he's like, I did. I did print it in my garage. You know? So it's like, awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. But let's, let's get your look to match your quality. So sure enough, I uh, did a bunch of graphic design for him and he just paid me in wholesale hemp. So my first few uh, invoices that I cashed out, my first few big wholesale orders from him, uh, I just gave away. And I'd send boxes to my mom, who is still in Oregon and who has had her medical marijuana prescription for a decade. She has epilepsy, but she's a lightweight. So a little bit of THC and she's not having a good time. You know, I mean, too much THC, I should say. And she's, you know, it's, it's not good results. Like she's not, in, she can't consume enough medicine to get the relief she's looking for before yeah. the psychoactivity of the THC would you know, kind of be too intense. So, yeah. So that's where the CBD stuff really shines. I mean, it's everything that we love about the cannabis plant without the high. So, so people like her, people, there are a ton of people that the psychoactivity from the THC is too intense. And I think that's where I just call CBD flower. It's like, it's like cannabis light, you know, it's like a, It is. It's It's diet weed. It is. It's like, you know, it's helping a lot of people that are not trying to catch a buzz. So, you know, because of the transformation you saw with your own family, you started your apothecary down in Texas. Where is it? So, yeah, I'm in Oak Cliff. So I'm south of, a little bit south of downtown. It's a, it's the coolest community in Dallas that I've found. It's, it's working class families. It's very art, you know, art district. uh, Yeah. So I'm, I'm down across the street from the Texas Theater, which is kind of cool and historic. You know, that's where they caught Lee Harvey Oswald. But yeah. So, yeah, I'm in this really cool little niche part of town. I found this. Um, it's kind of tucked back away. I was going for a dispensary vibe. So, you know, if you go to Colorado and they tuck a little dispensary in a closet, you know, they, they don't care. Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of have this. You can get weed in there. We're good. <laughs> well, and, right. And it's exactly. It's also really quiet. You know, I don't have a a street facing window, which at the time kept my rent down, <laughs> but, but it also gave like this, this, you know, a setback, uh, even just Saturday I had someone come and he's like, this is kind of cool. It's back here. It's quiet. I'm, I'm a down a hallway. I'm a little separate room down a hallway. So my storefront is very small. My presence is kind of small physically, but yeah, no one was doing it. You know, they passed the compassionate care act 
in 20, in June of 2016 for the children with epilepsy to have access to CBD. So I actually started my business in July of 2016 just because I knew I'd, I'd found quality product. I knew that people were going to be looking for this stuff to get relief. And I traded my, my time and my design skill in exchange for can, you know, for hemp oil. And then I, I had inventory to open a store. So it, it all just kind of happened real fast. And I, I you know, I, I had very little to work with in the beginning, but it exploded. You know, these people would come in even just the first month I had my doors open. I, I didn't expect the type of illnesses that I would see. I didn't expect the severity to come through the door that first 30 days. But yeah, it's pretty incredible. Then it really lights your fire because you're like, oh my God, Texas not only needs this, but you know, everyone deserves this. So yeah. You're like, Texas, everyone's fucked up. I'm going to be rich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Texas is ready. You know, these these are just everyday people just trying to live their lives. They, their education on cannabis was low. Their yeah, yeah. cannabis was non-existent. So I just kind of wanted to do everything I could to help get it here. And then people started referring to me as a pioneer, which was the most flattering thing I'd ever heard just to kind of help get it here. And now, you know, there's a guy across the street that opened a CBD shop in June that he's got, you know, he's got, he's got my same spiel that's on YouTube. He's got my same hours of operation. And I was, you know, I was a little uh, confused why he opened right across the street. But then at the same time, I was just flattered, you know, I was honored and, and stoked that we can have CBD stores on every corner now that, yeah. It's really happening. So yeah, it's awesome. So now it's just about quality. You know, I see these people that they're trying to sell isolate for higher prices than you can get full spectrum. They're, and I went in this one place and the guy had a box of pre-rolls, CBD pre-rolls are $45 for this box. And you break one open and it's literally leaf and sticks. You know, they're these loosely packed shake rolls $45 for them like I mean people are going to be really sad and and pissed when they find out that they've been getting ripped off so I, I I'll stop working with the company if their quality changes you know I was getting I was getting flour in from a place for a long time and then they started sending me blood that wasn't trimmed so now I'm getting leafy tiny little rock hard brown flour I just once the quality oh, the girl I stopped. got 30,000 pounds of like the high grade hemp flowers. So yeah. Yeah. you got your back. No problem. It's hard to find, you know, consistency with companies. It's hard to find uh, the taste good that people want to take. So yeah, something that's not just to... like the cherry, whatever, or the Alaskan, whatever. Or just, yeah. I mean, it's, it. Pe- people are not, uh, now Texas's big problem is, People got to get educated so they know they're not buying swag. <laughs> you know, that'll be the next hurdle. But, uh, well, I think there's a few hurdles in there, but that's, that's well, a good one I, to start with. Right. You're right. I just meant for people as far as uh, knowing how to buy CBD products and, and cannabis and stuff. So, yeah. How long have you been in business? Three years. So it's 2016. Wow. Very cool. And what, what were some of your key challenges or key challenges that you have or are facing right now in growing your business? There are a lot of places to buy CBD now. So when I first started, there were, you couldn't get it anywhere. 
except for, you know, maybe they had it at the, at the sex shop or the head shop. And so I was just trying to create an environment where you could take your kids, you could take your grandmother, you know, and it'd be comfortable to, to talk about what's going on. You didn't have bongs and dildos behind the guy that's explaining it to you, you know, like that was, that was, that they're was, like, this will help you feel really relaxed. <laughs> You're like, which one? <laughs> no, so, so, uh, yeah, I mean, now they're everywhere. And what I hear from people, I got a lot of return customers, but they'll come back and they'll say, you know, I went to this other store and I bought some stuff because it was cheaper. It was closer to my house or whatever. And I said, yeah. that's great. How'd you like it? And, you know, nine out of 10 people will tell me what they didn't like about it. So yeah. they're like, well, I'm back here, aren't I? <laughs> it means a lot, right? Like, thanks. It, it always means a lot that they come back. Um, it does mean something that the quality, I got to be picky about quality and what I sell. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the next biggest challenge is that it's on. You can get it at 7-Eleven, but is it going to help you feel better is the question. So, you know, uh, as long as everybody's selling high quality stuff, then... But that, that, we got a long way to go. So, yeah. yeah. So competition and quality have been your two biggest challenges. Like I said, you know, I mean, I had a, a nationwide company open up about a mile down the street from me. Again, you know, I, was, I thought it was great they even came to Oak Cliff. Like maybe this part of Dallas could turn into some kind of cannabis little mecca, you know, in a, yeah. in a perfect world. But this place opened about a mile down the street. They're, they're in California. They're in Chicago. They're much, much larger than I am. I was like, oh man, we're going to lose all this business. And I think it did the opposite. I think it made more people aware of its presence and more people found me. And, you know, they might be standing in there and notice that they don't carry a product or their prices are really high. That's a lot of other places. um, Their prices are really high. So, and I'm not in this to to double or triple whatever I put in, you know, I'm, I'm really just in it so that I can have access to it all the time. (laughs) and and now i'm able to get the best cannabis i can find to as many people as possible so awesome i love it so you're prime you're you're not dealing in like actual cannabis but you're dealing in hemp products right well and hemp is cannabis so that's that's the terminology i try to use is that it's all cannabis but yes it is absolutely hemp because we're in texas we can't have any thc so Nothing I have. Well, I just wanted to make the clarity because although you, so I'm from California, so that's, I'm of the same opinion. Cannabis is cannabis, whether there's THC in it or not. But um, if you use the word out in public, they're like, no, no, no. And they even think it's really weird to see the misconception because they even think that like THC is separate from, no, no, that THC comes in marijuana. CBD CBD is a different plant. <laughs> I think that's just like CBD is a different plant. It's funny. All the time. I've had people tell me CBD only comes from the male plants. So uh, yeah, what else? I mean, I try not to use the word marijuana. I mean, I use it no, as it's a, not. that distinction, that classification where it's all cannabis, but hemp and marijuana are different because of THC and I don't know. I just hate that term, but you're right. Marijuana or hemp is... I hate the term. It's the appropriate word to use. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's meeting our communities where they are. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, one small step, one small step at a time. Um, what are some things that you hope to accomplish in your community through your store? I think all education should be free. I think access to education should be 
you know, a universal ability. So that's the one thing that I've, I've tried to put out there and I, it's my number one focus to continue to put out there is just help people learn and answer questions and remove stigmas and fears. And I think one of my favorites is people that come into the store and say, I don't, man, I don't like cannabis. I don't want anything to do with it. But now I'm in a situation where I'll try anything. And then sure enough, they have such positive results that they've become advocates for it. So yeah, it's every, it's every step. It's every like one mind at a time that, that progressively gets better. And that, I think that's how the stigma is going to die. So if I could help my community in any way, it'd, it'd just be to continue teaching people. Yeah, love that. Um, what would be some key keys, key pieces of advice that you would share with somebody in a state where they feel like it's never going to get legalized, and they, um, but they want to get into the industry, um, and are just not quite sure how or what what the first step should be? What would be some key pieces of advice that you could offer? Well, um, I actually just had someone coming to the store the other day and they just opened their business. I get a lot of emails and people that message me that have just started their business. And unfortunately, you know, I I can't give a lot of monetary advice as far as taking out loans and going into debt. And because thankfully I didn't have to do any of that. So I don't know a lot of those uh, answers, but um, if you can find, if you can find a a high quality product, that's it. I, I'm really picky about, I, I try to make sure that everything I sell, the labeling is very clear, um, that there's no, some people have gotten really tricky with their labeling too. So another thing you have to look for is if anyone's suggesting that you sell it according to someone's body weight, I think that that's just like scamo number one, you know, cause no supplement is administered by body weight. You know, you don't, you don't take aspirin or, or anything according to to body weight. So it's, I think that I, I avoid that, you know, if any of their marketing or labeling says to, for, for specific to illness or poundage, you know, uh, take a certain amount. I think they're just trying to oversell it. (laughs) So I don't, I don't mess with those companies. Uh, another thing to look for is if they're actually labeling the CBD content or just the content of the hemp extract. That's huge too. I'll say there's 25 milligrams of of CBD on the front, but then you flip it over and that's just hemp extract. And maybe the extract was only 40% CBD. So now you've just got a lot of mislabeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to avoid those things first and foremost. And then it, then I start trying products personally to get taste and, and mm-hmm. experience. Right. Cause if it tastes really nasty, no one, it doesn't matter how much it helps, but a lot of people don't want to take it. If it tastes yeah. like, like bong waters, you know, it's not, it's not going to sell. So Right? So <laughs> if it tastes like bong water, no one's going to buy it. <laughs> a rough place to be for a product. So yeah, uh, and, and just just uh, get as educated as, and comfortable as you can with all things cannabis. Because I, that's, you know, uh, I don't know. That's, that's kind of the thing I see that people are, are not doing. And I, I hate to see anyone going in this to just be like a car salesman. If they're not passionate, you're not, but a lot of people are, you know, it's a, yeah. actually, it was up in Colorado. I went on some dispensary tours and it was just kind of like Joe Blow car salesman trying to explain cannabis to me. And it was like, 
how long have you been in this industry guy? It's like, Oh, five minutes, you know? So <laughs> that's, uh, that's really like, want to dab. <laughs> oh yeah. Like they don't. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, those are the things that I notice having, having come from the culture and being in the industry is you got to be really transparent with what you're selling and you have to be very educated. So anyone doing that's going to be successful though, you know, and, and I welcome them to any questions or anything I can do to give guidance. I truly don't feel like, like I've got, you know, like I'm going to lose a sale or anything. I think anyone that's doing this is, uh, is helping the movement, you know, it's helping. Yeah. Helping the cause. Mm -hmm. Let's see. What do I got for words of wisdom? I always do these like words of wisdom segments inside of the podcast because we have sort of a mixed bag of listeners, people who are like wanting to get in, people who are in and are just like, you know, faced with some sort of challenge and, and a glass ceiling. We also have just like the consumer, the customer base who is just like listening in and wanting to know what's different about these different companies. So, um, my words of wisdom for today. Um, I'll harp on the edge. I'll play. I'll play in the education band with you. I'm all about education. As a matter of fact, I've built my entire company on on community and on education. That's and awesome. I believe that what you, um, I, I'll say it over and over again. You don't know what you don't know, and you don't know until you try. So there's a lot of people out there in in the world right now who just have zero clue. And there's so much information that is being put out into the marketplace. But the thing is, most information that is coming into the marketplace and you'll that you'll find on like Google or Yahoo or Bing or whatever search engine you're using right now is fueled by a brand. And most brands are owned by people who are cash rich and knowledge poor. Um, they're like the fad followers who are coming in from parts of the country or the world or whatever. And they're coming in to get in on the fad. They see the opportunity. They want to get some cannabis cash in their pocket. They want to be a part of the hemp revolution. They want to say that they were there too. And I'll tell you, just because you were at the fucking concert doesn't mean that you were on stage with the band. Okay. Like the thing is, is that you don't know what you don't know and where you're sourcing your education from and, and how the ripple effect of that is going out into communities is so, so important. So make sure that you are educating yourself first and foremost, that you are working with a reputable source of education and then sharing the truth rather than the fads that are being pushed out by a brand, which has an agenda to guess what, get you to buy their stuff. So uh, not all, not all information is created equal and not all CBD is created equal. Um, and, it's, and it's important for you to know the difference, especially um, in order to build the faith and the trust with consumers who are looking to transition off of their medications and are really looking for something that has, um, you know, proven results. The second piece of advice and information or the second piece of advice that I would give you would be, um, again, location, 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 knowing your demographic, knowing where you are and how that community is growing is so super important. And there is that ripple effect um, that if you have like Pete's coffee on one corner, Starbucks will have a drive through on the other corner. If you have McDonald's, you also have Wendy's, Burger King and Jack in the Box. Like 
everybody goes in the same place because if the line is too long at McDonald's, they're going to Wendy's. If the you know if they're out of fries at Wendy's, they're driving across the street to get to Jack in the Box. It's just the way that business works, yeah. um, and you know it comp- competition is complementary to be across the street from one another. Um, the final piece of advice that I will get is there's only one unique you. So it doesn't matter how big or how small, it's all about the motion in the ocean. No, That's right. Because, no. <laughs> so, you know, I originally thought I would want to open a hundred stores, but I worried that I would dilute the quality and I'm not trying to make a bazillion dollars. So yes, girl, preach it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all about I'm I'm all about um, the intimacy. So if you have a store the size of Nordstrom, or if you have the store the size of a closet, it doesn't really matter. There's plenty to go around. Um, but what matters is that you create a moral code that your customer base can depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love what you're saying, Chelsea, about having quality product and really understanding the difference, and you know, really understanding what's going to be best paired with the ailment that you're trying to work with or the symptoms that you're trying to work with or the results that you're trying to achieve. The intimacy and standard and moral code can actually be spread across a hundred stores. If I walk in Nordstrom's in Miami, I get the same experience that if I walk into Nordstrom's in San Francisco, um, because there is a moral code, there's a set standard of operation and you don't have to break that down. And I think that you should be into this. This is, this is like my opinion. Um, but I think we should be into this to make legendary type money right now because with the right people making the right amount of money, we can continue to promote and support the right kind of change. If the folks who are in this for money are the ones making it all, we're going to just end up, you know, cutting down our forests and bleeding out our lakes and rivers and, you know, raping our world's resources. And that's not good for anybody either. Oh, so you're absolutely right. And I wouldn't mind making a bazillion dollars. And I would <laughs> I just uh, never at the compromise of quality. So you're yeah. absolutely right. You're right. Yeah. And if I had a million dollars, I'd use it to save the world. So, uh, you know, that's, you're right. It needs to be in the hands of the people that care. So. Yeah, it, I definitely, I definitely think so. And people with the right moral code, you know, I think that there's this common misconception um, around around fin- finances, um, especially I see in like the cannabis game. Like people are like, "Oh, well, I don't need to make that much money because you know, I know I have the best products," and I'm like, "Cool." But like, what if everyone else had the best product too because you were supplying it to them and you got a benefit from the upside. Like for me, for me, money is just one piece of energy that allows the greater good to happen. Um, and left in the, I mean, money just makes you more of what you already are anyways. So for me, I'm like, we need to get more people with good moral codes making the money here. Um, so that we can start to, you know, see more transformation happen in our communities. Uh, I ask this question a lot to other store, to other like store owners or business owners, and they almost can never answer it. What is the, um, I ask the question, you know, what is your social contribution that you're making with your company? And they're like, uh, y'all word, you know, sometimes we donate and I'm just like, that's what we're up against here. Yeah. Guys. So uh, my question for you is, 
um, as you are growing, as you are growing into a bigger enterprise and you're sharing more of your education and your belief system around how this business should grow and how the people should have access to education and stuff. Um, what will be your contribution that you'll make to your community? Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's, it's something that I have not specifically thought about. You said it earlier in this show, girl, you said, I believe everybody should have access to free education. Well, I do. I do. I guess it's, you know, when you think specific to a community, like, uh, do I, I volunteer, I give away, <laughs> stuff. but I, I, knowledge, knowledge is, is the number one asset that it's what has, uh, it's the thing that I didn't expect to become the biggest part of my business. You know, I mean, I just went into this knowing that cannabis was helping me, that hemp was, hemp oil was, you know, I've got really bad physical pain. I've got pins and scar tissue in my body. I've got a pretty severe anxiety that I have dealt with for a really long time. And uh, so my quality of life is through the roof. I'm three years off of any opiates or benzos or anything. So yeah, my mom, who's, you know, had epilepsy since I was a child is uh, almost three years without an episode. So, you know, knock on knock on something. So, right. So for, I've been personally affected. It's, and that's why I got into it. You know, I walked into this and I would have said, uh, but now seeing that the power in the knowledge and the way that, that people having appropriate education, because it's, it's, the internet's a great resource, but it's, it's all very conflicting. So just being able to share testimony, you know, that's yeah. if I could, if I could give that evidence or that education, I should say, uh, that, that'd be the most valuable thing to give for sure. So what's the name of your store and where can people find you? So I'm called the Cherry Apothecary and I'm located in Oak Cliff, Texas, which is just south of downtown. I'm, I'm across the highway from the Dallas Zoo, but I'm right across the street from the historic Texas theater. It's my easiest landmark. And uh, you can also find me online at cherryapothecary.com. I've got almost all of my products available on my website. Um, There are are a few things that, you know, are are simply too large or too heavy (laughs) to ship. So you got to, you got to come into the store to kind of check out some things, but any questions you have, feel free to call, Uh, call or email. You can even text message this, you know, the the phone number and someone will get back to you and, and try to help you. As, as best we can. I've got a, a team of people that I've really cultivated to be kind and patient and want to share this education also. It's very hard. I've gone through, you know, that, that, that's been the thing I think that's been most uncomfortable about growing business is this is such a little personal project for me. I don't have knowledge specific to growing a business, particularly um, tried to hire several people and have dealt with, you know, theft and dishonesty. Right. So I was building a team is so hard. I did not know that was coming when I was trying to get this business thing kicked off. I thought I I had to. So anyway, I was pretty naive. Um, It's been a slow grow for me, but I do appreciate everything you're saying that, you know, I, I, I think, the financial aspect of this is, uh, has been secondary, but yeah, it's very important. So I'm not trying to downplay that. <laughs> anyway, my team is my, my team must specifically my, uh, my, my best friend and he's practically, uh, 
practically my my cousin. His name is Randy. He's the store manager. Uh, I've got another gentleman named Shout Remy. out Randy. Yeah, and he goes by Remy. So Randy and and Remy pretty much run the place, and they uh, they're just they're as knowledgeable as I am. Almost they're they're really great guys. So if I'm not there, they can help you out. And uh, it's just a really comfortable vibe. That's that's my biggest compliment. Is people come in the shop and it's just chill. So hey. Um, I love that. I'd love to see your shop. It's so cool. It's small. It's humble, but uh, it's comfortable. And you can bring your kids. You can bring your grandmother. You can you can ask us anything, and we'll do our best to help you out. So love it, Thanks. love it. Um, for those of you guys who are tuning in and you're considering to get into this space, listen to the words of wisdoms that we share in these episodes. Um, those are probably, I mean, those are priceless tips and tricks and, you know, things to consider is like, how do you navigate through uh, building your own team? How do you navigate through understanding the quality of product? Um, The consistency, maybe something that you get from a brand the first time is not as great as the second time. Every batch is different. So you have to understand. And then having the mentality that there is no competition, but that you yourself are fierce competition because you have one key differentiator in your company. These are the things that like really start to set yourself apart um, from the rest of the people who are coming in in troves to this industry. So for those of you guys who are tuning in and you are considering getting into the industry, make sure you check out our other episodes. Um, And if you are looking for consistent products that you can um, rely on to deliver you the results, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. Chelsea, what are some last words that we have to share with our community before we end today's episode? I'm pretty much still just humbled and honored that I was asked to do this. (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, give hemp a chance. If you've ever been skeptical, now's the time. I mean, it is, it is a lot of, uh, a lot of availability and a lot of really good quality. So anything, uh, was it Rick Simpson? He said like cannabis hemp is a, is a very legit solution to most of life's problems. And You know, there's a lot of things we legally can't say, but I think cannabis is is helping quality of life for everybody that is involved in it. So, you know, uh, if you haven't tried it already, please do. And um, if you have any questions about how to get the most relief, I'm here. So it's well, you're just sweet as cherry pie, my darling. I love it. You're just like, you have the best little energy ever. <laughs> I hope you guys do reach out to Chelsea because she's just like this calm, cool drink of water on a hot summer's day. I'm super excited to be your hostess with the Moses of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I am Sonia Gomez, and this is the Hemp Revolution. If you don't know, better ask somebody. We'll see you guys on our next show. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.